is brought to you by Health Plans, your Medicare plans, insurance solutions, and resource agency. We have a variety of plans and products that fit your needs, benefit requirements, and budget. With many low or no-cost premium plans, zero co-pays, and much more. Our licensed benefits advisor's priority is your health and well-being. Call us today and book your no-obligation consultation. 1-929-367-5269. Folks, welcome back to the iHealth channel, iHealth Radio with your host, Hurricane H, new day, new show, new topic, new guest. And today we're going to talk about holistic natural health all the way with our lead practitioner from holistic natural health from Australia. Uh, This is going to be an interesting, a very interesting, so I have Magic Barkley and she's going to talk to us about her story. And it is an interesting story. And not only that, she's also a fellow podcaster and uh, she does this daily. And she's also going to share with us some of the good stuff about weight management and wealth and health and and just the holistic approach. Now, this is probably not a new thing for a lot of folks that probably watching and listening, but there's always a good spin, a new spin from a different angle. And we're always learning. So without any further ado, Magic, welcome. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. It's it's a pleasure, and you know, first things first. You know, I I try to do that whole introduction, but I want you to give us a little bit of a breakdown of of your story because there is some stuff that I read in your bio about how it all started, and uh, you know, it was kind of little you know eye opening stuff. So so, why don't you share with us that? Yeah, look, it really for me it started early on. So traumatic childhood, divorced parents, never having a sense of self you know, rolling into teenage years, eating disorder, ill health, then rolling into a marriage, you know, eating disorder only really stopped because I got pregnant and losing myself in a marriage and all this kind of snowballed, years and years and years snowballed into such ill health that I was given 12 months to live if I didn't make some changes. So I really started looking at what that meant and the medical model had let me down consistently. And so I started looking at natural ways to heal my body, to heal my soul, and to make my life mean something and feel something. Because, you know, the only way I can explain my life was decades of feeling emptiness, nothingness. And I thought that was okay. And that was normal. You know, maybe tomorrow, if such and such happens, I will feel such and such. And that's no way to live. It's like today, this is how I feel and this is what's happening and that's great Mm -hmm. or that needs improvement. But I was looking for the next tomorrow. And so when you get to a point where there may not be a next tomorrow, you know, you really have to take stock of your life. And so that's exactly what I did. Put myself into a whole lot of natural therapies, really worked on self-development, really worked out who I was, what made me tick, what lit me up, what didn't light me up, you know, all those sorts of things. And I was lucky enough to come across some teachings of some fabulous mentors, and now I'm the lead practitioner at Holistic Natural Health Australia, and we use 
all of those techniques, all of those practices, and we roll them all into one program with our clients. And it's not just with our clients. I do it with my family too and with myself. So, you know, we walk the walk, we talk the talk. Oh, wow. That's so, so, so there's a lot there. There's <laughs> wanna, a lot there. And yeah, so I want to just kind of just unzip all that and decompress it and break it down into pieces, right? So, first things first, the, the, you said like from the beginning, and, and, and the reason I want to highlight this specifically, because we have audiences watching and listening. Some could be younger folks, can some be, people can be parents. I think it's important to realize what the impact of all that. That had that that you had to go through when you were in the childhood, you know, level, right? And that that stuff got you to the position where your health was, you know, pretty much critical. And then when you get to the point that you're told you might not have a lot of time, which is not something that anyone wants to hear, right? Uh, first of all, great to hear from you that you're here and you're doing a great job and you made here a big difference. So that's <laughs> the first thing. But really, for our you know folks watching and listening, doesn't matter if you're you know you. you probably have kids if you don't you probably think about having kids whatever the case may be it's one two if you're a younger age and you're going through some phase whatever that phase may be through your you know parents and your or family matters whatever it is important to just to, to take a, a breather and listen to this message here because it can affect your life and it did and by the way i'm, I'm sure your story is a story of many that have gone through this and the stress, you know, and all the stuff that gets, and it could be multiple things. And some people take it to the extreme. Some people take it on themselves and it becomes a health issue in your case. That's what happened. And then now you're, you're, you're fighting you're, with your life, right. And your health. And it is difficult sometimes to come back from that. It's just not easy, you know, putting weight or whatever stress matter, or even deciding some people, God forbid, they, they decide to have suicidal thought, thoughts and everything. So it can be a real challenge in, you know, whatever that background. So it is important that folks, let's make sure that we, we do the right thing with our families and our children and help them, you know, have a better future and not impact them in a way. I get it. People have their own lives and their own problems and things happen, but, but let's, let's not always be about us. You know, at the same time, let's, let's, let's know, let's always think about what that future can be and what we are inflicting to others. Sometimes whether we know it or not, sometimes we impact people. So I just totally. wanted to. And you know what, something I want to jump in with here is I'm a child of the seventies, seventies and eighties. And when I was little in the seventies, you know, something that was told to me quite often I'd hurt myself, I'd start crying or, you know, something had happened, I'd have a fight with my big brother and I'd start crying. And something that was said nearly every single week was stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about. Oh, I've heard that So before. what I want to say to the parents, to the young people is it's okay to feel our feelings. You know, if your child is crying, instead of telling them to shut up or stop crying, work out why and just listen to them and just say, you're crying. What's happened? What can I do as your parent to help you? Or sometimes they just want to cry. You know, we, we all get like that as adults. As You know, it could be just driving down the street and you hear a song on the radio and all of a sudden you've got tears running down your face. You've got no idea why. Sometimes it's just an outlet of emotion. So let that happen and be supportive. As parents, you know, that is our job. As Young people, as teens, as young adults, it's okay to feel your feelings. You don't have to constantly and consistently cover them up. Just know that it's okay. 
that's powerful and you know thank you for that because it is i think it we don't, the whole idea of this is that we share you know the experience and the value and i think if we don't take a pause and and highlight in this particular item because that's where it starts right and then everything else is is a snowball from there right? <laughs> you know it just that's gets right. you know yeah. it's it's a lot of problems can happen people sometimes i mean there's sometimes we blame crime we blame a lot of things you know in society and then when you look at it from a psychiatry you know level you can think that you know there's some stuff that started somewhere back in the days that you know triggered all these things and these emotions that were suppressed and then ultimately someone is taking it out on the world and so we we don't know what the outcome is but i think we all have an opportunity to change that early on uh, through our behavior and how we actually present it and how we work with with our immediate you know folks so uh so that was that was a big you know piece of, of the discussion today uh, the other one is you mentioned something about you were told that your health is is at a you know an end right and uh you got to do something about it but then you also said that traditional medicine or, or western medicine didn't do it right so i want to also pause on that one because this is not the first time i hear that and uh you know there's always this big debate regular medicine, holistic, and, you know, uh, unorthodox kind of stuff, like, you know, Eastern medicine and things like that. Now, we know Eastern medicine has been in existence for centuries, and it's been effective for the longest in it. it in a way, it's the roots of today's medicine, but it's just different. And many people, sometimes they don't find the solution in the modern medicine, and they do find a healing process throughout other, you know, stuff, whether it's, and we're going to talk deeper in that. So I think that's that's also another important that, you know point to, to highlight today is because just don't think that is the end because you're told so. There's many, many other ways and many outs that you might be have. There are doors like one, number two, number three, number four, and you keep opening those doors and you'll find the door if you look you know, for it. But if you say, this is it, medicine is not going to help me, I can't do it, I'm doomed, then that can also be a problem. So let's just be clear that you have opportunities to to do more and to look more you know, for more things and solutions are out there. I mean, we're talking right now, from Australia, <laughs> we talked about like, you know, we're really talking future and present here. You know, uh, I think magic is in, is in the future. I'm in the past. <laughs> we communicate <laughs> here. But but the fact of the matter is everywhere, the globe is really a small village these days and, and we can all communicate. There's resources everywhere. So don't limit yourself no matter where you are in this world. And I know the show is broadcasting across the globe, literally. So, so anywhere you are, if you can't find a solution there, there's someone. And what's better today is that you don't even have to go physically to locations. A lot of virtual stuff and you can order things and you can talk to experts all over. And that's in, that's in itself a whole new dynamic of, of health in, in, in a way and, and wellness. So, so again, I wanted to just clarify that, but, but I want to, I have a question for you. Yep. So what happened? You, you went into, you know, the, the regular medicine and it didn't work. Why didn't it work? I mean, were you under a particular protocol? You know, what did the doctor say? Okay, so for years I'd been dismissed by my general practitioner, told I was making things up, I was attention-seeking, you know, it means nothing. And I actually found a new doctor once I moved town after my divorce. And this guy listened to me and he said, you know what, all the things that you're reporting actually add up to a couple of conditions that I know about or that I've heard about. And so we started really exploring that through some testing and imaging, and he found that I had cancer. Amongst other things, I also had diabetes and a few other things going on. But he said, how long have you felt like this? And I said, oh, at least for the last 10 years I've been reporting it and being told, you know, forget it, it's nothing. So 
you know, I'm after serious. several, yeah, after several doctors that didn't do their job, I found one that did straight out of college, you know, young, enthusiastic. Here he was, hit the nail on the head. And so, yes, I did have surgery to remove the cancer. Um, I had to <laughs> at that point in time. But after that, he said, look, you know, there's chemo and radiation that we need you to do. And I said, nope, not doing it. Give me a chance to fix this myself. Mm. And so that's when I started looking at things. And, you know, before that, traditional Chinese medicine and herbal medicine and, you know, natural medicine, I'd heard of it, but I dismissed it because I really came from that Western medicine model, basically. I was about to say something else and might get us wiped off air. But, you know, it's a model and it's it's about consumerism and it's about reductionism. It's like let's treat this symptom in isolation. Let's reduce it to one symptom. Let's make you buy something and keep coming back. We're not treating the root cause. We're touching the symptoms and that wasn't where it was at for me. I was like, I want to know what started this. I want to know what caused it. I want to know how to fix the cause so nothing like this happens again. And so with holistic natural health, that's exactly what we do. We use, you know, natural medicine practices. We use functional medicine practices. We roll them all in together and we look at the root cause. And so for me, that was my point of moving forward of if I address the root cause and treat the body as a whole with holism, the opposite of reductionism, and I look at things that come from nature so I don't necessarily have to buy them, right? I'm not necessarily a consumer, but I can grow them or I can source them from someone that grows them or I can buy a supplement that is naturally based and not synthetically based, causing more problems. So this is kind of where that change happened. And, you know, I'm really glad to say seven years down the track I'm still here and, you know, I haven't quite got it all worked out. There's some issues that were left after surgery, uh, but I'm addressing the root cause of those. And seven years after, given one year left, I think that's pretty good odds. Well, they are. And first of all, we're glad that you're here and that you're doing work and, and you know, well and doing the work, you know, to, to be even better and also sharing, you know, the story. And, and there are three things that came up from, from the last, you know, discussion, the last point here. One is I want to go back to, you know, we talked about if you're doing a good job, whatever, listening and, and take care of people so they don't have, an, you know, something that can react to them and they can react to. On the flip side, I would say to the people, no matter what's going on in your life, always look out for yourself because you do not want to be, you know, the victim of whatever circumstances and then eventually hurt yourself because you buy into it. Now, I know it's a difficult, you know, more, it's harder to, you know, it's easier to say said than done. But the idea is just to be aware that, you know what? Uh, you always have to worry, but don't let things get to you. Help yourself, you know, to be able to overcome things. And that that should also be another pointer for all of us. Uh, two is you mentioned something about diabetes and cancer. Now, this is October. It is the, the Cancer Month uh, Awareness Month. And I have to say, those are two very difficult things. <laughs> Combined is even worse. And And, you know, first of all, again, hope for people. You're out there. You know, this is a great opportunity to think that if, God forbid, you are afflicted with with either one of those, uh, know that there are solutions and you can do better. And there might be a way out. Again, seek the natural, seek out the other things. And I know you mentioned something about your provider that did not 
really take care of you. And years after years, you could not see what the problem was. Eventually, you found this particular doctor that actually discovered that you have something serious, which could have been probably prevented early on with your primary care doctor or whatever, whoever your 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 internal medicine uh, person was. And so that's that's the other thing. So again, folks, if you listen watching, let's take that. Don't if you see something wrong with you, your body is communicating and telling you something is up, something is up. Your doctor is not sure. Well, if the doctor is not looking up for you, find another doctor. But don't wait too long. I mean, 10 years, I mean, it was a long time. But again, you were trusting the system. You were trusting, uh, okay, I'm good. But your body is not telling you the same. And I've had people actually that, that we've had, even on the show, that had similar experiences where doctor says one thing, the body says another thing, and really listen to your body because it will tell you if something's wrong. And sometimes they just don't do it. And the other thing that you mentioned that is powerful, we're not going to kick off the air, but 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 you're right, the, the system... And unfortunately, and by the way, it's not everybody, but there is there is a, a good understanding around the new healthcare world is that it's not to cure 100%, is to, you know, if somebody gets cured by default, it's all good. It's really like, again, to calm the symptoms. I mean, diabetes, you know, it, there's no cure for it. It could probably be cured if you avoid a lot of things, but it's easier to maintain it because it's also maintenance drugs and you know there's so much so much money to be made and i always say this when there's money to be made you know sometimes the the outcome is usually we have we have we have to sacrifice right and and it's a sad you know statement but that is a reality of where we live today in this world so understanding that doesn't mean that medicine doesn't work that it has its benefit to a degree but to your point some diseases you know like you mentioned chemo uh I can tell you a lot of people have, there's, there's mixed opinions about that, but a lot of people do not want to go into chemo because it has been in articles and discussions. And again, I'm not a clinic clinician, but clinician, but the fact of the matter, it's not unheard of that people had that did not take chemo outlived the people that took chemo because chemo does destroy every single organ in your body. It depends on your body. You might just basically not make it because of the chemo, not because of the cancer. You probably live outlive the chemo if with the cancer itself. But again, I'm not again an expert. We can we will have actually a show that's coming up in December discussing a lot of cancer business, uh, and it's really a uh, specialized doctor that's going to talk in oncology uh, that we're going to talk in deeper levels, and they're actually more of of the mindset of healing and things as opposed to just medicine. But but uh, I mean drugs and and just calming the symptoms. But the fact is, to your point, that is a big deal, and 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 you're right. You can take medicine to just keep you at bay and keep you looking good, feeling good, maybe down to one symptom, lessen the actual uh, feelings or pain, whatever. But the root cause is the key and you went to find the root cause. And I love what you said about you found holistic stuff and it's natural stuff, you know, grown. Now, now people can say, well, uh, where am I going to grow my stuff? <laughs> you know, I don't have a backyard. I don't have a farm. I live in the city. You know, those are all questions that come to mind. You know, I can buy organic stuff. Is it really organic, not organic? All these are all things that we can hear, you know, uh, around us. So so what would you say to people that way? First of all, I just want to take a pose. I mean, I covered a lot of things, but I just wanted anything you want to interject for that, what I just mentioned. Well, about just on, on the chemo, there's yeah. actually several articles being published in medical journals stating that chemo actually spreads the cancer. So it spreads the cells because it destroys one area. It interrupts the cancer. So if we look at a cancer as a rubbish bin full of dead cells, that's usually what a cancer is. Okay. When that rubbish bin is ruptured or the lid is taken off, 
it's going to spread the rubbish. So this is coming out in medical journals now. I'm not totally against chemo. Don't get me wrong. If you, as the patient, feel that that's what you need to do, have at it, do it. But for me, when I was reading these articles, I was like, why would I do this? This is toxic. There's a lot of side effects and it could spread my cancer. Not saying it will, but it could. So for me, I had to evaluate that and go, well, you know what? This looks like there's too many cons to the pros. So for me, that was my decision. So, you know, I'd love to hear your, your upcoming guests explore that point. But to the listeners, the main thing is whether you do natural medicine, functional medicine, Chinese medicine, traditional Western medicine, whatever it is, it's your choice. It's your body. And you have to be okay with it. If you want to take a whole lot of medications and treat the symptoms, have at it. But you've got to be okay with that decision. Okay, for me, I wasn't okay with that decision or that option, so I moved to more natural things. And, you know, it comes to even your testing. If you go and see your doctor or your practitioner or whoever and they run some tests, Ask for a copy of the tests. Walk away with them in your hand. Now, a lot of doctors will say, no, you don't need the copy of the tests. Guess what? That's about you. You have the right to it. It is your information. Be your own advocate. So no matter which part of the health arena that you want to dabble in or that feels the right fit for you, ask for the information because it's your information. Well, thank you, and 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 I and I love what you said about the choice. Again, like I said, we're not for or against, but but the fact of the matter is there are been debates about you know chemo versus not chemo, and does it destroy? Yes, it does, and it's not even. I mean, they they tell you in advance you're gonna have a lot of side effects, and you know there's no guarantee, and we all know that. But there have been cases where people did take it and they were able to to kind of go through it and go through the motion and, and recover. But but again, it depends on your body and your immune system and other, you know, uh, could have some some bad stuff that nobody knows about and it just backfires, right? But to your point, you know, it is your choice. At the, at the end of the day, whatever decision we make, we live by, right? And, you know, that, that can be sometimes good, bad, and we make decisions. I mean, uh, I had a question the other day, like, uh, do I regret anything in life? I don't regret anything in life, but there are decisions that we made and they couldn't, and the outcome couldn't have been different because at the time it looks and sounded right. And we did it <laughs> based on what we knew at the time. But as time progresses, like, oh, ah, I should have done it this way. The, you can't change the time, but you can move on going forward. Hopefully you make the, right, the better decision. But it's not, it's never a bad decision because of the time you're making and you're making based on whatever circumstance, information you have at hand. And I think sometimes that's important to realize that. So it's not bad, but do your due diligence, do more research, don't settle. And if that is the outcome you want, go for it. So I love what you said there, because again, uh, we don't want to dismiss the idea that uh, the medicine does work. And uh, for many it works and some doesn't. And unfortunately, that goes both ways. But but at the end of the day, we know one thing. Natural will always be better. <laughs> you know, and I, I think that we all can agree on that. I mean, if we can eat healthy and, and natural produce and natural foods and everything, uh, the world will be a much better place. Right? But we don't have that. I mean, even in, in our diets and everything we do right these days, the weather, I mean, the pollution out there, the world is not you know, natural these days. <laughs> it's just, and it's harder, you know, we're almost like so far away. I mean, there's so much stuff that we eat that is 
not even food. I mean, it's composite food, uh, whatever you want to call it. It's manufactured food. And again, we're not putting down the manufacturer food, what the industry is, but we're talking about what, in, I mean, a hundred years ago, you, you walk into a supermarket, you don't have the variety that we have today. Today, we go into the supermarket, they are different. They all taste good. <laughs> they all look good. They taste good, good flavors. Uh, there's plenty of stuff, but how bad are they overall? We don't know. Are they all good ingredients? Like someone said, if you can't understand the ingredients, maybe it's not good for you. <laughs> you know, if, if it says something more than carrots, well, you know, what is that? If you can't pronounce it, that's a problem, right? So so again, uh, this is just an awareness and a discussion based on experience. And, and these are just things that I personally share based on uh, different guests and different articles and things I read. But that bottom line, the decision is always going to be yours as, as audiences. And again, the best way is to do your research. Don't settle. Like we said, we have plenty of doors and things happen. We have a guest with us today. You know, you are, you know, I'm glad that you're here. I'm happy that you're here. And you are a true hope for people because you've gone through this and your story is, again, story of many. So now you discovered this. You got into this whole holistic, natural, right, uh, health business. But how, first of all, how did you stumble on it? <laughs> you know, <laughs> was there a specific, you know, way you 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 were able to, somebody get, like, guided you to it or you just through the research? Want to is now you became part of it and, and involved in it and you promoting the work and you doing the work. But but it's it's how that changed your life, if you can bring us closer to that picture. Okay, well, how I stumbled on it was, <laughs> you know, in all my research, I found some brilliant mentors from around the world and what they were talking about was, you know, systems, not symptoms. And that really resonated with me to getting to the root cause. If I treat the systems of my body well and get them to interact better, then the symptoms will go away. So, you know, that was a big part of it. So that's how I stumbled across it. How I got into it, I met a fabulous group of people who believed the same thing and, you know, we teamed together and Holistic Natural Health was created. So that's the next part. Just heading back to how do you grow medicine? You asked that just before and I didn't answer it. And that is if you live in a city, if you have a balcony, you've got a space. You know, I, I use permaculture here at home and I've studied permaculture and you don't need a garden to garden. As long as you've got some space for some pots, you can research how to grow things, what grows best in your area, you can even grow some things inside under lights with a hydroponic system. So there's always an opportunity to have a natural substance growing. So that's really important. You know, and I guess the big thing for me when I joined the team at Holistic Natural Health Australia was they were talking my talk. They were like-minded people and it was like, okay, this happened you know, let's move on. And we all have our own specialties and niches. Mm -hmm. So we gel and mesh in together really well. And you mentioned earlier about, you know, you can access practitioners around the world. We are fully remote now. So we're fully online. We do a lot of Zoom overseas, phone calls here in Australia. And, you know, that's really opened up what we do. We recently, well, not recently, about a year ago, closed our clinics and went fully online because you don't need to go to someone's office to have an appointment, not in this day and age. You know, your practitioners are at hand no matter where you are in the world. 
I think that's really important that no one gets kind of left out or left behind. Well, that, that's a big point. I mean, telehealth has been something that, that, that's been existing, but but people didn't make use of it until the pandemic. And I think that reopened a whole new world. And and frankly, it just opened up, you know, for a lot of these these businesses and, and practices to just kind of worldwide, you know, access as opposed to just limited to stuff. Now, of course, it did take away maybe from the local practitioners or maybe people that have an overhead, things like that. But a lot of doctors are also adjusting to that. And of course, depends on what what's needed. You still need to go to some of these facilities. Uh, nothing wrong with that. But I, I love what you said about, you know, how you stumble into it and you learn and, and you're doing the work. But but what I do want to go back to is the growing part <laughs> of, of your own food. Because cause, cause I, I am in the metropolitan area here. And so so I am on the suburb side. So I do have area that I can plant. And again, it depends on the weather that some plants can, can thrive, some plants cannot. Uh, are, are there any guidances that you guys have in terms of like what that would look like and which plants are better in what area? And and again, we're talking different plants in general, but are we planting just medicinal plants? Are we just, you know, like learning nutritional stuff? What are we doing? Well, we encourage people to plant their own food. We encourage people to plant their own medicinal herbs for teas and things like that and tinctures. You know, you can really explore a whole lot. And what I love about permaculture is that you're using plants, you're growing them together as companion plants, so you're using them to sustain each other. And, you know, some plants use different nutrients to others from your soil, whether it be a container or a garden bed in the yard, it really doesn't matter. And some repel pests, so you're protecting your plants with other plants. And you know what? This happens inside us too. So when we're talking, you know, herbal medicines and natural medicines we're looking at what repels pests so if you're dealing with a candida issue what is going to fix that yeast and fungus overload if you're dealing with SIBO you know an overgrowth of overgrowth of bacteria what plants are going to heal that and fix that put that back into a state where the bacteria are working for you not against you so the same thing you know in our body and our garden and so when we're looking at growing things, you want to look at what grows seasonally. You want to look at what grows in your climate. You want to really look at your climate zone. You want to look at what grows together well and what doesn't grow together well. And then that will transfer to your body because guess what? You're in that season and you're in that climate zone and in that time zone. And sometimes you've got some things going on inside you that will work together or not. Thank you for, for my friend. And it's important because <laughs> I think that's a lot of people are going to be like, well, this may apply to you, but not to me. So what does that mean to me? But but I love the idea that it is available to all of us. doesn't matter where you are. You just you have to know what works for you in your particular zone and, and you can do it. Uh, so so now there is something that that is always almost comes in a package, right? We talk about nutrition, um, but typically there is something about exercise, there's some, something about detoxification. I mean, these things, I, I always hear them go hand in hand. So, so we kind of talked about the, the research and nutritional stuff and building your own, you know, garden with herbs and medicine and food. Uh, and I, and I love that because again, it is as much as people think it's, you know, difficult. You mentioned now we all talk, we can talk about what that looks like in cost because today's inflation, you know, and everything people may say like, I may not be able to afford to do this. 
and maybe you can guide us through some some of that. But is there anything in your practice and 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 what you promote uh, that has to do with like a detoxification process you know, of the body? And also, is there any type of recommended, uh, I would say, movement or oneness, you know, fitness action that is attached? Because some people. They, 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 you know, because we can do all the good stuff with the food, but if we don't detoxify the body or we don't exercise enough, you know, and again, exercise in general, not mentally a particular form or the other. So what do you say to that? Okay. So with detoxification, this is really important. You know, a lot of, and you, you alluded to it before, a lot of testing can come up negative or normal or, you know, there's nothing in your doctor will say, well, there's nothing wrong with your liver or your liver tests are okay, or maybe this is a little bit elevated, but it's nothing to worry about. And when we're looking at detoxification, we need to look at the liver. Now, there's actually a few phases in liver clearance. So you've got phases 1, 2, 2.5, and 3. And a mistake a lot of people make is they start at 1 and 2, which is putting nutrients in to fix imbalances, and it's giving the nutrients for the liver to start clearing or functioning properly. But if you haven't done level uh, phase three, which is, you know, emptying the, the pathways for elimination, you're not going to detox. So if you can't clear your bowels properly, then you're going to get a backup of toxicity. And it's actually given a term of autotoxicity. And, you know, without getting too graphic we've all had that moment on the toilet right we're doing a number (laughs) two and you feel a bit nauseous that's some of that toxins flushing back up okay so imagine that happening all the time and you're trying to detox but you haven't cleared the elimination pathway that's an issue with toxicity and that's why when we're talking about detoxification we've got to look at the process You know, have we cleared the exit pathway? And you mentioned, uh, apart from detoxification, what was the other thing? I've lost my track. Like exercise or or, or like some sort of... exercise, yeah. Well, you know, this comes in detox as well. So if you imagine running on a treadmill or going for a run every day, but you've got sore knees and, you know, you just don't feel like you're getting anywhere maybe, run on the treadmill and nothing's changing... You've got to look at what your body's saying. Your body's saying, this is a danger, this is a threat. Mm. And so what it's doing is it's creating an elevated cortisol level, it's creating a whole lot of uh, chemicals within your body, and that links to detoxification because now you've got to detox from those chemicals because you're running on a treadmill every day. Now, running on a treadmill is great for some people, but it's not great for people with certain immune types or certain conditions or people with adrenal issues, so stress issues and adrenal gland issues. So we've really got to look at the type of exercise because you don't want your body to decide it's a threat. So, you know, when I'm talking to my clients about exercise, I often suggest weight resistance, even body weight exercises. And the reason is it does not, cause a threat response in the body so it's not causing more toxicity that now you need to detox from it's really important to know what's going to work well for you and your practitioner should be able to tell you that 
Oh, I, I love I love what you said there. That's important. Um, and so thank you for clarifying the, the part about, especially the de- detoxification, because people don't understand that. Well, I mean, again, I'm not generalizing, but, you know, most of us may not know how to really detoxify our body. And it's a lot of folks are like new to this concept, like really I have to cleanse my body. Yeah, you do have to cleanse your body and there's ways to do it. And I, 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 I appreciate what you talked, although, you know, we didn't have to go graphic because, you know, we didn't really go that graphic. But sometimes this is, you know, we're talking about health and you need to be graphic in certain ways so people can picture what's going on. And you're right, you know, if you're constipated, things are not happening and your body's not flushing, you know, that stuff is all there. I mean, it's not going anywhere and it will actually get into your system and it probably can cause a lot more problems. So it is important. I think the the health part about that, and if you're eating correctly and you have the right, you know, I guess, herbal stuff and, and or just, just general nutrition that you get, and that can also help your, your, your natural movement, right? So, so it's, it's important to actually, it's, it's all about balance here. I mean, you have to have a real, you know, balanced, you know, concept between your nutrition, your detoxification levels, and as well as your movement. And if those things combine with everything else being equal, your system, your hormones and everything. And and that's the other thing. I mean, uh, I've had multiple shows recently about menopause, for example, for ladies, and and that changes the whole dynamic for, for women. I mean, that's just in, in its own, it's its own dilemma, right? And then you add all other problems that can just be more, you know, detrimental. So, so understanding what's going to your body at all times is important and understanding the different things that you need to do to help your body be at optimum levels. That's also important. And I think, I think, again, I love the fact that there are resources such as yourself and, 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 and the folks you work with across the globe where people can really reach and get the, the actual information and the tools to be better. But that leads me to my next you know, question is how does your system work or your program work? Because I mean, ultimately we want to help people understand, well, now we, we got the problem and we have, but how do we resolve it and how you can help them, you know, get through that process and eventually get to that level where they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm doing terrific. I'm healthy. How do we do that? Okay. So look, it all starts with our intake form, which is 33 pages. Oh my and God. there's a reason why it is because we're looking at every system of the body, what it's telling us, even down to our neurotransmitters. So how they're functioning. And from that, we then do our root cause analysis call. Now, all of this is free to this point. So we get on to a Zoom or a phone call for an hour and we go through that form and we tell you what we're finding. So the root causes that are popping up from your reported history. Okay, and we look at all the previous tests that you might want to send us and we go, yep, okay, that's why that didn't show up or this is this. So we give you an idea of what needs to be treated at that point. Now, from there, we offer to work with you. And, you know, we may just say, listen, here's some information. Thanks for contacting us. Here's someone else you need to work with. Or we may offer to work with you. And so what we have is our holistic approach reset package. Now, in this package, your practitioner will either offer you um, 8, 12, or 25 sessions. And that depends on what they find in your intake right? So it's not a one-size-fits-all thing. It's like if it's more involved, it's obviously going to need more sessions, and if it's not, it's going to need less because we're being ethical and sustainable at all points. Now, if you're in Australia, your practitioner will send you a welcome pack of a few supplements to get you started. They may send you a link to, excuse me, some essential oils that they want you to take or diffuse or 
put on topically. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and if you're overseas, what they'll do is they'll put you in touch with suppliers there. So you're not going to wait two months for something to clear customs to come to you. You're going to be able to get your hands on it in the next week. And that's nice. really, really important because whilst we're not relying on supplements, sometimes we do need a few to get you kick-started. Okay, you'll get the diets that we need you to go on and, you know, everyone kind of gasps when we say that. Diets <laughs> are two weeks. They're not forever because, again, it has to be ethical and sustainable, right? And so the diet that we most, most often send people is an anti-inflammatory diet because whilst inflammation is a secondary condition, it is something that exacerbates discommunication between the systems of the body. So that's how we work with you. We roll into that, all of our counselling techniques, our PNEI of trauma techniques. You know, we give you tips and ideas on how to reduce your toxicity. So we've had clients email us saying, uh, you know, I'm moving house. What sort of building materials am I looking for in my new home? What paint should I be painting with? If we know a less toxic way, we will tell you. So we try and address everything that is going on. And, you know, we often recommend, particularly here in Australia, you know, organic uh, foods and the companies that they come from. And you mentioned earlier, you know, organic. How do we know it's organic or how do we know it's not? You know, yeah. surely it's better <laughs> to give it a chance than something that you know is grown conventionally and grown with toxicity. So... Our practitioners are there to kind of guide you through each step. Most of the programs you have six months six months to use all your sessions. So, you know, you don't have to speak to us every week mm -hmm. because, again, that could be causing stress. Oh, my God, I've got to talk to the practitioner and I haven't had time to do what he or she said. <laughs> so we're going to give you some time to actually do those things. And that's how it works. Well, I, I love it. I mean, it sounds like your system is is open and, and it's thorough because, and I love the idea of a full assessment. I mean, this is not like, you know, five questions and, you know, I think I know you, or, you know, this is, it's really robust and it has a lot of different things that you're looking for to actually identify some of the areas of need. And then you kind of work towards them, which is super. Now, now someone, so you go through that phase, it's all assessed. And now you, you have somebody, a practitioner that's being assigned to you and it's, it's a, it's a, Full, you know, few weeks to 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 of, of program. Now, each these sessions are like one on one discussions, or are they there's practice on them? What what does someone look for in those sessions? So the sessions are one on one discussions. You'll be with your practitioner, and you know the next steps of your protocol will be discussed. So it's not like we're going to give you your whole whole protocol session mm -hmm. one, because you're just going to look at that and freak out. You're going to go, oh, my God, this is what I've got to do. No way, you know. So we're going to give you the first couple of steps and we're going to make it bite-sized so you can actually implement it step by step. And so you'll be talking to your practitioner. You get email support in between sessions and your practitioner is there for you and they keep notes on what's going on. And, you know, because we're using natural substances, Sometimes you're going to feel better straight away. Sometimes it's going to take a bit longer and sometimes you might go backwards. And that's okay too because that tells us something. 
So it's all about, you know, looking at what all the whispers coming up are mm -hmm. and what are they saying. Thank you. So, 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 one more thing. You mentioned something about supplements, and 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 you know they'll they receive a packet, you know, for just to get them going for the first, for the initial. Now, is that part of the program? Is that included in the program, or is that something separate that people have to invest in? In addition, no, that's included in the program, because right. you know what, in the first two weeks, we don't want you running around trying to find supplements everywhere, and it's not about the supplements. They're there to help you. They're not there to fix you. That's your job. I like it. <laughs> well, again, I mean, just to make sure that people are clear about that, because, you know, like, oh, I have to buy something, you know, this is part of the program and it's going to get you into your, your stuff. Now, now, um, typically someone finishes the program. Um, what are there anything that things that they have to do beyond that point? I mean, cause you can finish any program and you probably will relapse back to where you were if you're not maintaining. Right. So what advice would you give to people beyond that? Well, the thing about our programs are we're teaching you along the way why we're doing things. And so you leave us at the end of the program with obviously feeling better and, you know, enjoying life a lot more, but with the knowledge that if something pops up again later, that you know what to do. So we're not making you reliant on our practitioners. You know, we're saying, hey, we're going to teach you and explain to you why this is happening. And now it's up to you because it's your body. You've got to live with it. You've got to live in it. It's, you know, we can't just say, hey, do this because I said so. We're going to say, hey, we suggest you do this and this is why and this is how it works and now you've got science overload in your brain but that's okay because now you know. And, and thank you for breaking that up because that's a big deal. I mean, the idea is that, you're teaching people how to operate on their own and become their own, I guess, captain of the ship, right? So so once you teach them how to do it, I mean, it should be a cruise control beyond that. They know what to do, how to do it, and maintain it. And I, I think after a few months of work, I don't think they want to go back to whatever they were. And that's, 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 that's the bigger part of this because you know when you feel good, you do not want to come back and you want to just do more of that. And now you have, you don't have to rely on someone and you can continue doing the work yourself because sometimes... Uh, the reason I'm asking that question is many businesses or whatever, you know, they want you to come back. They want, you mentioned something about medicine, right? You want to come back and buy, you know, so so I want to make sure that people clear that this is not about that. It's about you and, and your health and you'll give them the tools and then the rest is history. It's on them. Now, if they break down that that chain and they just lose that and then they, I guess, they relapse back to whatever they want to do, that's on them. But you've given them the tools. They can pretty much say that, well, I didn't know. They already and they and you I think based on what you're saying, they will be part of that that movement and that change every step of the way. So therefore they're not gonna be able to like, I don't know how to do it any further. before they finish, they'll be graduating literally, right? I mean, I'm assuming that's kind of like you have a graduation, you did it, you know, all right, now you're on your own. <laughs> all right, so, totally, so but we also have a maintenance program. So oh, for okay. people that feel that, you know, maybe they need a little bit more after their sessions. They can do a maintenance program with us, which, you know, gives them a couple of calls a month mm -hmm. and they can schedule those calls and go, hey, you know what, I felt fantastic, but then this happened. What does that mean? What do I do about it? So, you know, they're never just dropped and left by themselves. You know, we're always there to help.
Well, so that's even better. I mean, not only you're the, the captainship, but you have also backup, you know, <laughs> crew available at, at your own, you know, fingertip, which is which is important to have. I mean, it's always good to know that you have someone because we all it doesn't matter how good you are and where you are, you always want sometimes to just ask a question and you have that ability and you can maintain that. So so now how do people how can people actually register for the program? Okay, so everything is found at our website, which is www.holisticnaturalhealth.com.au, and that's holistic with a W. So there you can find um, our root cause analysis. You can book a session with that. Once we see that booking come up, you'll be sent your intake form, and then once we get that back, we do the session and you've gotten started. But you know what? That's not the only thing on that website. You'll also see our blogs. You'll see links to all of our socials, which are posted on quite regularly. You'll see a link to our podcast, A Magical Life, Health, Wealth and Weight Loss. And you'll see some of what we do. So, you know, on our website, we lay out, hey, this is how we're different. This is what we do with you. Not for you, with you. And that's really important. But you can book that uh, root cause analysis on the website. Perfect. And so I will have the, the actual link in the description of the show so people can actually link to it directly. Um, so so anything else you want to add for our audiences today for a show and any advice you want to leave them with today? Look, health is an inside job. It's up to you. It's your body. It's not up to someone else to do it for you. So, you know, whether you're looking at your your physical health, your emotional health, your spiritual health, It's really up to you. You can look for sources and for practitioners and, you know, whatever it is that, you know, books or podcasts, whatever it is that's giving you information, but it's really up to you to apply it. And no one can do that except for you. Yeah, that sums it up. I mean, <laughs> you are the 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 captain of the ship, as we said, right? It's it's up to you to make it happen or not. So thank you so much, you know, for 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 that advice, and thank you so much for the insights and and the information today, because this is important, and hopefully people can benefit from today's you know show and and link up to you guys and uh, definitely take advantage of it and uh, just feel better, be better, be healthier, right? Um, so that being said, so. So, Magic, I want to thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and, folks, I want to thank you for for watching and listening today. And uh, hopefully this was a very good show for you and a lot of information that's going to help you and benefit you. And so we'll be looking forward to the next show. New guest, new day, new show. Bye for now.